Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm fucking wearing a scarf and like not talking to anyone for months at a time because I'm working on my novella, you know, like, <laughs> right? Like it's, we're, we're just hanging. I guess welcome is in order uh, to over-encumbered. That's what we're going to call it, right? Over-encumbered or you are over-encumbered? Yeah. What do you, you want? You are over-encumbered. Let's Which, go with that. Yeah, you like that one more. I like that one. I feel like I've already said it yeah. like five in, times. In your, in, your, in your head and yeah, it's like already, all set in. Yeah. Uh, a podcast um, where Jordan and I talk about our lives and how we're, how we're living. How, yeah. we're, how we're living life and, and what that looks like, I guess. And maybe how we want to be living? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Something like that? I don't know. So, I guess, how's school been going? Uh, it's been okay. Uh, it's a bummer. Like, it's, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean I'm learning how about gas pressures. Mm. You know what I mean? And, like... Um, I feel like the things that I'm learning in school are not, I mean, I got a, I got a 68% on my final exam today, so not great. (laughs) I'm 60, I'm doing 68% good. Well, what do you think that, that that's determined by? Cause I think you're smart enough, dude. So, um, I I would say, I would say a lack of a connection to a lot of the content. I mean, it's fucking numbers. You know what I mean? Should we swear or not swear? Like, what do you think? Mm. I'm I'm not going to swear a lot or we can, we can choose a a later point and I can put it. (laughs) Um, it's numbers. You know what I mean? A lot of numbers. Um, and I mean, I've had a personal problem with one of the instructors. Mm, um, that's always difficult. Yeah, and I've never had that before. And he clearly, this is a, actually kind of a kind of a good story. So he has the whole course has like clearly like resented us. Like, um, seriously, like literally, like he will put the notes up on the board and just turn and face them and then read them to us. We're all just fall. <laughs> we're all just falling apart in class. Right. The whole class. It's just like, this is fucking horrible. This is horrible. And so we're all getting really frustrated and he's picking up on our vibes, like, which is like just a vibe of complete, like, fuck you, you know, and it was complete resentment and, um, it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And then last week, um, I do a test for him that I got like a 52% on because he's been in this habit of giving us tests without, and then quit and then giving us the lessons after, right? Okay. Right. So it's really counterintuitive. Um, and, um, so he'll give us this test and then we don't do well and then he'll like mark it and that'll be like how we learn it, I guess, you know, which is just crazy. He's a very, very bad teacher. I know that sounds mean, but it's true. He's a terrible I mean, teacher. I guess like it with, with a very specific subject like that, you get someone who knows it, not necessarily a great teacher. Well, he, he clearly is either resentful to the fact that he's teaching it or just the material itself. But, mm. uh, the point is, is that I was really worried about where I was in the course. So I went and confronted him. And when I say con- conf- confronted him, like I just talked to him, I asked him how we were doing it. Um, we unearthed some stuff. Like, I mean, it was crazy how nice it was to, to talk to him and realize that like, first of all, that he, he, he actually asked me like, or he said to me, um, I don't understand why we hate each other, which was like, yeah, I was like, whoa, you know, like, um, strong to that. It's, that's a, wow. That's a really deep thing to throw at somebody. Yeah. It was very heavy. And, um, we uh, we talked uh, for a while, and it wasn't like two guys like trying to reconcile. We were talking about 
my problems with the course and his problems with the course material. And he, one thing he said to me was, um, don't be so quick to, uh, to fuck with the guy at the front of the class. And I didn't realize that I was doing that. I didn't, I don't think I was doing that, but he was clear. He clearly conceived of me perceived as, like, it as so, you know, as something was happening. So I was putting something out there and we shook hands and, and went our way. And then he came back into the classroom after that with like, it was like he'd lost like two years. You know what I mean? He was, he was excited to teach us and it wasn't any better at all. Like he's still a terrible teacher, but his whole, for lack of a better word, I like vibe, but like his whole aura was like better improved yeah. and standing. Like I think like what I was thinking about the whole time is I think it's very easy to, to uh, section off another person. Like that's the teacher. And, 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 I think it's not surprising that a bunch of, like a, a bit of human connection, not necessarily even a lot or really deep, but just like two people being honest with each other creates some sort of a like, oh man, I can do this, sure. you know? Uh, and I was thinking also like um, teaching, maybe especially in, in this context is sort of a team sport. You yeah. Know? Everybody, including the teacher and like the, the relationship between the teacher and the students has to be, good it has to be working towards something it helps i mean like a bad teacher uh but let's say he's still a bad teacher but he connects to you i mean that's going to be a better experience mm-hmm. so i mean yeah i think that's that's not it's not surprising but it's pretty it's pretty cool that it can it can happen but do you think it's made a, an impact greatly yet uh i it, it's made for the lack of a pretentious less pretentious term it's made more of an existential impact mm. um i feel better about myself as a person mm. um, and being in there i imagine yeah i mean i was consumed by i i've it's been a long time since i um you know like when you're like a kid like i'm i feel like a lot of people have had those problems with teachers at one point or another there's this one teacher you just hate you know, like he, and he's, he hates you or she hates you or whatever. Right. I never had an opportunity to address that ever. I always just kind of like buried it and then forgot about internalized it, it you yeah. know, internalized it and just let it become you're a kid because you're a kid. So I, I'm 29 years old and I, for the first time in my life confronted, like truly really confronted an authority figure about something that was bothering me. And it wasn't, um, a revolution. Mm. We didn't leave the conversation bloody and worse or anything like that. You know what I mean? I came out Nor of it. Nor did either of you like transcend into a new right. being. Exactly. Like I, the, the, the only semi-transcendence that happened was I was like, maybe I was being a dick too. And I, I don't even know if I was is the point. I, I just know that he that was. That doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter at all. You know what I mean? Like I just had this, this moment of reflection, right? But like it's a little bit different because I am in a classroom having this teacher in his 60s getting frustrated right like um well, let's talk about your situation right like like you're you're forced to be in a creative space with four other dudes mm. you know what i mean of the same age right and you guys are all going to have different ideas about what's happening right like how do you how do you confront each other on shit like is it is it easier hmm. yeah that's a tough one it's interesting i i um I, I very much the same way. I had lots of teachers that I didn't necessarily connect with. And, and, and when I did um, confront a, a person in authority, it wasn't a teacher. It was a boss. And it was at, sure. at London Drugs, my last job. Um, uh, and 
And the, the backstory is that uh, I w- I'd been working there for a really long time, and there was sort of some some tension between him and I. Anyways, he was a um, he's a very conservative guy, a very uh, like he his leadership style was sort of like throw everything at people, mm-hmm. and the people who succeed are the good ones, and fuck the ones who don't succeed. Yeah. Um, which uh, I think has some value in terms of business, but perhaps isn't going to get you always the best result. Um, and, and a lot of weird shit. Like, uh, so we had the back room where we had all of our stuff stored. Uh, there was too little space. Um, so his way of fixing that we had too little space. Um, and to be clear, it, it, it is, I understand it and there is some value to it, but um, was to, to restrict our space. So there was one big section that no one could use. <laughs> and the idea, I, and I get the idea. The idea is like when, when you see that this is the amount of space you have and you're not going to get any more, then you sure. have to think about how you're going to use it. I understand that. But there's an entire fucking shelf right there that nothing's yeah. being used. And at one point, to knock the table, um, at one point we had to put some merchandise on the floor and then a pipe burst and we lost like $10,000 of merchandise. Yeah, okay, okay. And this was in the same week that I had, had a conversation with them about understanding I, I get what you're doing, but I think this is maybe a mistake. Yeah. And we need to put this stuff up there. He said, no, you've got to figure it out. If it doesn't fit, then tell tell the, the order, the guy who does the ordering to, to order less. It's like, okay, but this stuff's here, man. Can I just put it on the shelf? So anyways, this is sort of the background of, of him and I. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person where if someone's having a problem, I want to sit down with them. I want to figure out what's kind of sure, causing talk it. Talk it out. Yeah. Talk it out. He's the kind of person where it's like he he's going to come in and say you're not where you need to be get to where you need to be or else. Sure. Um and and so I mean there's value in each management style but the the difference in our management styles often put us at odds with each other. Sure. Um you know I wanted to spend money on team building events. He wanted to get rid of people who he thought were not good enough. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sort of different things. So anyways, we've been sort of pushing against each other and I'm the kind of person, I don't care if you're the fucking president of the United States, if I'm in a room with you and I disagree with you, I will tell you. Sure. And, and especially if you're an authority of me and you're doing something I don't agree with, I'm going to say, I'm not sure that makes sense. That's just who I am. So, uh, this all leads into, I'm now going to go to Sweden to help my girlfriend immigrate. Okay. Um, and I told them years before, years before, mm-hmm. um, that I was going to be doing this. And when it came down to me actually putting in the time in the system to take the time off, he said no. Mm-hmm. So I'm left in a state now where I'm like, okay, well, my tickets are booked. You said this would be cool. I'm not sure what's going on here, but he says, no, uh, you'll have to leave if you want to do it. Yeah. And then you'd think that would sort of be the worst but it, things get fucking batshit after that because the staff start to hear about what's going on and they're like that's just not fair mm-hmm. and uh he starts like wrenching down on things because he's getting sort of unrest with yeah. with the the the, the peasants the, are yeah, the peasants are revolting yeah. so he's trying to crack down on things yeah. and tighten up all of the rules and um he's a young guy yeah, yeah, he's like maybe forty, maybe at the very. Do you want to say his name so that anyone? <laughs> the, the people who who would know who he is know that I'm talking about him. Sure. Otherwise, yeah. uh, uh, you know, like I mean, if he ever heard it, he'd know I was talking about him too. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um, and and to be clear, like I also respect the guy. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's. I think he he he. 
Okay, so the, the point, the point of the story was that I eventually we confront each other. We're like, what, what's going on with this? And he makes a claim. He says to me, you are stirring up shit on purpose to try to get back at me, mm-hmm. which t- to me as... To try as, to get back at me, yeah. 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 I was like, that's an that's a incredibly egoic thing to say. Yeah. No, man, I told them what you said. I respect your choice, and I told them that I respect your choice. Mm-hmm. They didn't like it still. I sure. can't make them like it. And, and it's your choice. So uh, he was like, I don't believe you. I think that you've been talking shit. I think that you've been dealing with all this stuff uh, poorly. And so he, what he said to me was, um, you know, I would have brought you back on when you came back. But now, I mean, you've created such a bad atmosphere. Um, I can't do that. And and here's where it comes down to. I like you, Kevin. I think you're, you're really great. Yeah. But yeah, that old management. You stuff, need yeah. to take responsibility for yeah. your actions. And, and I took him to heart and it, it bothered me for a while. And it took until I realized that that he was not taking responsibility for the fact that him saying no had pissed off people in the store. Yeah. That I was like, wait, hold on a second. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, at that time it was too late. But um, anyways, the, the key here is in this conversation with him. We're sitting across a table and, and I'm saying like, no, man, like I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. And, and for some reason, I, I walked out of that room feeling like I had been the emotional one, that I had been um, ridiculous or something. Yeah. But in reality, he had, he had confronted me to tell me to stop being a jerk, basically. Like, you're not being nice to me. Yeah. Like, why aren't you, why aren't you making well, people like nice me? Why, why, people hate me and it, it can't be my fault. It has to be your fault. Which is like funny because like, I don't know, you know, I never having been a manager or anything like I have worked, I've had people working under me before, like Mm. two people working under me before, Mm. but, um, I, I, you know, I kind of assumed that a good manager doesn't give a shit if they dislike him or not. Like the whole point is. They can. Yeah, they can. I like. But, like, the whole point is that you're going to, like, function effectively, right? Right. How, how, how can you guys all work best? Well, and so and, – and that's that's sort of the key here is regardless of, of your personal uh, ideas about leadership. Because you're right. There are good leaders who, who don't give a shit what people think about mm-hmm. them and the, uh, the result – is, is an effective team. Yeah. And if we're looking for effective teams, then that's sort of our, our baseline for what a good leadership style is. And there's many that are good. But this is not that. Um, you know, it, this is not creating effectiveness. This is not creating cohesion. This is sure. not creating... It's it's just animosity for the sake of animosity. And it's, it's sort of... I mean, this is the problem we've talked before the recording about about ideologies and getting mm-hmm. getting sucked to one side really hard like if you make a choice about a leadership style that i'm gonna be hard on people i'm gonna be tough yeah. sometimes that's not gonna work you know and and the, and i mean let's not go off too much on leadership but one of the things that that you if you read about leadership is is, is you will fail as a leader if you approach leading all people the same way You'll fail every time yeah. Well, because every person is different. And yeah. and one thing can work really well with one person and can fucking destroy another person. Sure. And and you have to be considerate of that or else you're not a good leader. That's sort of what a good leader is. It's like being considerate, and this is simplistic, right, but being considerate of another person and, and how a person is and, and maybe how a person another person thinks of you. Mm. Um it's like, it's like, what's the effectiveness of this? So like, I guess what I'd ask you, um, uh, with that, that being said, with that story in that condition, right. 
Um, so I said, um, I said, um, you know, maybe a good leader doesn't give a shit about what people think about him, right? Um, so let's let's take it away from leadership and just like talk about like the individual, the human being, right? Is that giving? You know, we've always we've always heard, you know, like since we we're little kids, it's like, honey, don't worry, you know, who, who cares what other people think? You mm. know, you do. It's like, well, now that we're both adults, let's think about that. Like, like, does it, should you care about what other people think about you? You know what I mean? And, and I mean, and I mean, seriously asking that, right? Like, like what would be the consequences of seriously not giving a shit about well, what people think about you? So what is caring about, I, I've been thinking about this lately. What is caring about what people think about you? Is it, is it, um, agonizing over it? Because then sure. clearly no, yeah. don't agonize over what other people, excuse me, what other people think about you. Sure. However, if you're going to if you want to pretend like you're going to go into the world and do whatever you want and not consider how mm-hmm. you impact other people then i mean you you're a sociopath right yeah. like like part of empathy is like how do my actions impact another what are my words going to say and maybe to to a certain extent like how am i going to dress and and i think that's like an interesting segue into something i wanted to talk about which is like self development sure um you know, I was always a bit of a, a rebellious kid. Um, uh, and although uh, we talked before about style and like and, and sort yeah. of like caring about what you dress, and I don't too much now because I, I sort of have gotten to a point in my life where I love myself enough where it's like, yeah. man, just dress what you're comfortable in. However, uh, I think what would be a good thing for a lot of people is to recognize that you have control over the perception, at least the physical and, and well, a few other things, perception of yourself in other people's minds. Sure. And and that has value in trying to be something, mm-hmm. trying to take yourself into the world and and, and define whatever your success is. Sure. Um, and, and I don't know, it, uh, not to say that I, I like everything Jordan Peterson says, because I don't, but one of the things he says is clean your room. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's yeah, there's I, yeah. there's a lot of value in that. But to take it a step further, like clean yourself up. Yeah, totally. Look good. Look good for yourself, sure. But but I mean, really, what looking good is is understanding the aesthetics of the people around you and and sort of conforming that to a certain extent. It doesn't mean go out of your way to 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 do what other people want you to do. But it does mean you know maybe take it into consideration. Like I, I like I like the um like the fashion or or clothing or aesthetics or whatever as like an example um because one thing I really like about it is like so my my thing for a long time was like when I was like in like like hardcore bands and like you know like punk rock and stuff like that um I had a tendency to wear pants that were way too tight um because <laughs> I, know that feeling. I know yeah right don't we all um. No, like I so I was wearing these pants that were too tight. They were very uncomfortable. Um, I'm not a fat guy, but I'm not a skinny guy at all. Like you know, I got I got a gut. Like it's it's like it's a it's a it's a comfortable 29 year old gut. <laughs> and um, uh, I was wearing these pants that um, not only I I don't know how I was I was I was I was getting laid a lot back then, so it's hard to hard to really gauge. But um, and that's a joke. But uh, the point <laughs> the point is is um. I was wearing these pants that I wasn't getting a lot of negative feedback from the world, but I was really uncomfortable a lot. Like right. I, I couldn't even like lift my legs up right. high enough, you know? And that's a, I guess the sacrifice I was willing to make. But the point is, is um, 
my, my, what I'm trying to say is like dress for your body type and I'm not trying to give fashion advice. I'm saying here no, yeah, is yeah. that like you wear the clothes that are appropriate to the body type you have and no matter what they are, you're probably going to look the best and physically be the most comfortable you are. Right. Yeah. So you, the, you, your, your limit or you're conditioned by what you are and you need to adorn yourself accordingly mm -hmm. as opposed to being like, I can take the reins and look exactly however I want all the time. It's like, well, maybe not, you know, or maybe you have to well, accept Maybe you can, but it's, it's something that you're going to have to consider. Consider. Yeah. And, and like, if, if you're the kind of person that's willing to, you know, if you want to have 10% body fat because you want to look like whomever, um, if you want to have 10% body fat, it's, you're probably not going to eat a lot of really good food. If you like, you know, you know, healthy tasty food, food. You know, tasty food, right? Um, and is that something you're willing to accept, you know, mm. for your life, right? And and so that's obviously like the mundane example, but like let's say like let's say like in a way like because we are over encumbered, right? So mm. what what are <laughs> what are the skinny what are the skinny jeans of our lives? <laughs> yeah, like what what things can get. What things are, are very clearly causing us discomfort that we can we can set aside? Yeah. Uh, but then as well, like um, that's sort of the, the maybe the the ascetic um, <laughs> version of it. Um, and I think that there's another version, which is like, I don't know, like when I was a kid, when I was in in probably junior high school, I got really into parkour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's what, you know, 2008 for you? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I remember those years. I was, I was, uh, I was not quite coordinated enough for skateboarding. Um, sure. Team sports, I'm a bit of a lone wolf. I'm a bit of a uh, in my own head type of a guy. So I, sure. I played them, but I wasn't necessarily any good at them. Um, and uh, parkour looked cool. So I started doing it and it I started, still looks cool. what it does, it does. I started watching lots of videos and watching interviews of like famous free runners and shit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, all of this is just to say that, that I, I found or was, uh, became acquainted with, um, the, like at the time, the premier free runner, this mm -hmm. French guy, I don't remember his name, but he always said that free running is the act of looking at, at your path, looking at the, the world ahead of you and choosing to take the most difficult path sure. because it's the most interesting or the most beautiful or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, but not basically it was a philosophy of not shying away from challenge. Mm -hmm. And, and for me at the time of my life, like I was, I was, uh, you know, like uh, there was some, some tur turmoil in my family life. My, my parents, uh, uh, divorce was sort of in a weird place and mm -hmm. I was unhappy and and there was a lot of and, and I, I'm I'm not I'm not here to, to to talk shit about political systems but um perhaps sort of sometimes the the propensity for the educational system to be sweet and kind left me in a place where or I didn't know what the fuck to do Okay. There was no answer. There was no nothing. It was like, oh, you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You're a, you're a smart kid. You'll get there. Don't worry about it. But that didn't fucking mean anything. And parkour was like, look at the world, take on challenges. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I've I've realized about that in 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 this part of my life, which is to be clear, quite a difficult time. I'm sure. I'm not 
in an easy time, but uh, and and it, it does affect me um, negatively. But for the most part, I'm the most excited I've ever been in my life. Sure. Because when now now I've gotten to the point where as a 26 year old man, I look into the world and I see these these hard things, and I'm like. I'm going to just run at these obstacles. I'm going to take them full force. I'm not going to be afraid of them and I'm not going to worry about them you because do like 10 front flips. Right. Over we're going to do 10 front flips over the obstacles. Um, and, and, and I think that if we can get to a point in our lives where we can set down the comforts mm-hmm. and we can go towards the obstacles with, with glee, mm-hmm. I think that defines a, 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 an everyday life. That's much stronger. Sure. Rather than struggling against your own, uh, your, your, your need for comfort. Struggling like, ah, I really just want to sit on the couch, watch Bob's Burgers and eat potato chips. Oh, yeah. I want that. But do you actually fucking want that? Because if you do that for three days, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. 